to Criminality, the podcast where, Rebecca, we know that loving reality is not a crime. Rebecca, so good to see you. How are you? You too. It's never a crime, but it's always, I don't know, fun, compelling, interesting to talk about, we hope. I mean, yeah. We've pretty I much mean, like put the whole premise on that, so. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to start from scratch, start all over, Just, nix the entire idea. That took yeah. us long enough. Let's not do that. Yeah, it turns out not fun to talk about. <laughs> no. <laughs> not at that all. That would be terrible news to give me in this way, just, you know, as we're going into the episode, to be like, I actually hate this. I hate the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. Sorry. Oh, good. Well, Rebecca, um, not a whole lot to get into. We were just kind of talking off mic about Real Housewives of Dubai. Did you make it through the first episode? Have you, you have oh, watched yeah. the whole thing? I've made it through all, oh, I watched. think there's three now, I want to say. But even the fact that I can't tell you that kind of tells you everything you need to know. I'm yeah. half watching. So I could mm-hmm. not pick, I could not name the women in a lineup. It's a beautiful lineup of women, but I, I couldn't tell you all their names. I'm kind of waiting for it to start. It feels like they're all kind of projecting something and not just like being. Um, But I'm like really trying to stay with it. And I will say, I have a weird thing about like foreign grocery stores. Like I love grocery stores in other countries. And the last episode, she went into the grocery store in Dubai. And that I was like edge of my seat. Now they've got you. Now they've got me, which also maybe says something about how the show's going. But I, I love seeing just like how you do normal things like in other places. So... You know, I'm going to give you that because whenever I like when you've sent me a picture of like lover boy in the grocery store, I'm like taking stock of everything going on because it looks so different. And I'm just like, where did they put their produce? Is there a bagger? How does this work? Yeah, there is no bagger. I will tell you that straight out the gate. No, none of them. There's no room for a bagger. Like the checkout person might help you if they're nice, have time, etc. But you bag your own for sure. And they okay. might, and if they help you, it's like throwing it in and they don't do like, you know, a strategic heavy things on the bottom, bananas on yeah. top situation. I just took a deep breath because that actually like upset me. But we have Aldi here and I don't know if you've heard we of have Aldi, an Aldi grocery yeah, we have stores. Aldi. Okay. Yeah. So you have the quarter and so you bag your own stuff to save money. I've I actually guess, never whatever. been in one, but we have them. Oh, Sorry. I so love I don't know anything it. about the quarter. Yeah. You have a quarter to use the, uh, the shopping cart and when you okay. return it you get your quarter back so I literally have a keychain thing where I keep my Audi quarter like it's it's a whole thing okay you bring your own bags yeah 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 yeah, so, yeah yeah bringing own bags I'm on board with that I do that okay you bring your own bags but that's like the whole quarter thing you you and then like there's a I don't know it's a whole thing and it's a lot of like switching a quarter off for a, a grocery cart in the parking lot and oh me I being can like, imagine don't worry about the quarter yeah pay it forward so now, yeah so now I have no quarters because I'm always like no 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 you keep it you keep it you keep it no big deal like doing my good deed for the day and so now I've regretted that I don't well, know how we got on this topic but this is about as riveting as the deli counter um, <laughs> aside every time I am in line at the deli I'm like. Poor Rebecca has to stand over there, grab a number, fight to the front, and I'm just grabbing all the ham I can handle, and people are patting me on the back and handing me cheese. It's it's wonderful. Well, now do you understand? Because I feel like we've talked also off mic about all my grocery deliveries. Like, I rarely step foot in a grocery store. If I do, it's for five things. And now you know why. There's no checkout person. Right? Like, oh, there's yeah. Nobody has time for this, like, number business. Just freshdirect.com, not an ad. That's how yeah. I that's how I get <laughs> but, by. <couldn't laughs> However, <laughs> we are open. Perfect. Well, Rebecca, before we get into, <laughs> I don't know, 
ladies depends whatever Lisa Rinna is hawking at this point. We'll get into this story. Does that work for you? That's perfect. And I have a feeling there's a couple listeners who might be ready to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Rebecca, I'm trying to remember what were my uh, clues last time? It was uh, marriage, money, money, and, and Mike. Mike Fleiss. Fleiss. I did say that he was uh, the brother of Heidi Fleiss. I was wrong. He is the cousin. So sorry about that, but it's not going to matter where we're going. <laughs> so, Rebecca, I have to ask you, where were you on February 15th, 2000? Oh, my gosh. I had a baby. I okay. had a less than year old baby. So that's Aww. why I can't remember anything else in terms yeah. of like culturally what was happening. I don't know. Okay, that's fair. But could you have been rushing out to your local CVS to buy all the discounted Valentine's oh, Day candy? Very likely. Yeah. Yes. Maybe you were <laughs> rummaging through your mom's Y2K cabinets to look <laughs> for a snack. Both very much real stories for me. Um, I know where I was, and it was likely at both of those places, my mom's Y2K uh, stash, as well as my, um, as well as the CVS for discount candy. And that's for good reason, because I was gearing up to watch the TV event of the millennia. Who wants to marry a multimillionaire? Oh, yes. Yes? I, yes, I know all about it. Don't think I was there for that premiere night. <laughs> okay, you had somebody under one. I get it. Although get nursing, pass. you could have made it happen. You know, you, you had to. Yeah, I'm kind of ashamed of you at this point, to be totally honest. You could have done it, Rebecca. I would do anything to know what trash I was watching that night in lieu of this, because I know it was something garbage, but I don't. Right? It, it wasn't this. <laughs> so you did not watch Who Wants to Marry a Multimillionaire? No. You've heard of it, but you've never mm -hmm. watched it. Correct. Okay. So for starters, the producer of this show is a clue from last week. And if you thought his name, Mike Fleiss, was familiar, which you did, you said that you recognize his name. You're right. He is the creator of some of the biggest reality shows of all time, including The Will, High School Reunion, and The Bachelor. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> there was my lead up to The Bachelor yeah. and The Bachelorette. Wow. Yeah. Big time guy. I'm trying to remember what there was a book about The Bachelor, and I'm not like super into The Bachelor world, but um, our friend Kim with People Are Wild su suggested it to me, and I listened to the audiobook, and it was really great. But a lot about Mike Fleiss, a lot about the background of um, everything. The book is by Amy Kaufman. I know that because I follow Ooh, her on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So back to the story, though. So Mike is a name in the reality world. But his first romance reality show came a few years before The Bachelor with Who Wants to Marry a Multimillionaire. So the idea for Who Wants to Marry a Multimillionaire came after this Fox executive, whose name was also Mike, Mike Darnell. Okay. He's at this wedding. And so he's saying, we're sitting here at Fox. We need our big show. At the same time, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which you discussed in an earlier episode, sure. was everything right it eventually was like millionaire monday millionaire tuesday regis philbin on all freaking hours of the day then meredith vieira for some reason yeah so much going on it's yep. probably still on right i feel like there's probably new episodes but, mm, i don't know if they're new or syndicated but yes people are still watching i don't know if they're yeah somebody maybe. is still watching for sure they're watching that or hgtv you know flip or flop those are the two eternally <laughs> <laughs> that is hell ever and ever on actual hell <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's saying, 
Fox needs a big show and this is the big show on ABC. How do we top that? And so at this wedding, he's like, has this idea for a matrimonial contest because his idea is what do people want? And people want a good relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if those people stayed married because I feel like at that wedding, having this idea born at this wedding is like so cursed. Feels like bad juju. But let's let's assume they were, you know, it was unbeknownst to them. So they are untouched and they are. Can you imagine finding out? I'd be like, well, we just have to end this now. This is nothing can come of this. Yeah, it could. It could. Mm -hmm. I'd send my child to live with the wolves. You're better off there. There's nothing good coming from this (laughs) marriage. (laughs) So anyway, back to Mike. He goes to Next Entertainment, who was uh, run by Mike Fleiss. So that's where Mike Fleiss comes into play. And he comes on to produce this show. So the premise is simple. One millionaire vying for the hand of one woman in a Las Vegas hotel. And don't worry. The women could not see the millionaire at all, but he was able to see all 50 of them as they were paraded across the uh, stage. Of course. It's how of course. gross. They don't, uh, I, I'll get to it, but it is so disgusting that he just gets to sit literally like the Wizard of Oz sitting in the back and watching them each, like stalker creepy. Oh. Yeah, like making a pageant about it. Also, it's the year 2000. Like, come on. Yeah, we apparently had not learned anything yet. Mm-mm. So anyway, if you're like, where on earth did they find 50 women willing to marry a stranger on national TV? I'll help you out there, Rebecca. <laughs> These two mics recruited the maybe future wives and the millionaire on the internet through various Fox affiliates, internet dating sites, And so while the millionaire would get his bride, ultimately, what do you think the contestants would get? Do you have any idea what kind of prizes could get you excited to go on a show where you marry someone that you don't know? So were they not told he's a a millionaire? They were told he is a millionaire. So they, yeah, so there is that, but that's all they have to go on. Okay. And only one of them is going to get that. Uh, And like, mm -hmm. is that a prize? Well, right. Um... I don't know. Was there a small cash stipend? That would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be really nice. <laughs> what did they get? They would get a free vacation to Las Vegas. Where it filmed? Yeah, where it filmed. As well <laughs> as prizes like a camera and an MFing Palm Pilot. This is like <laughs> like uh, Price is Right 2.0. Like... This is so dumb. It's like a furniture set. Like <laughs> it's like the early two thousands version of a living room set. Like when I saw Palm Pilot, on. I almost died. A moment just... of silence for the Palm Pilot. Oh my gosh! And the Palm Pilot has seen some things. Yeah. <laughs> and so the winner oh. of this entire thing, well, she's Debella Deball, in the words of both Michael Scott and our friend Jody with Reality TV. She always says that, and I love it. So not only would the winner get a husband, she'd also get a ring and an Azuzu trooper. (laughs) (laughs) Made famous by an early uh, Full House episode, but I'll save that story for another time. (laughs) Never forget it. No, I, I I would love it if you have, what is the story? Well, so Stephanie Tanner is afraid of like the werewolf or like someone on the loose. I don't remember. I want to say it was a werewolf. They'd seen a movie. No, that makes sense. And one of the 
I don't know, Joey, Jesse, dad, or uncles. dad. Yeah. It was like, you know, there's nobody out there. Nobody's going to come. And she's like, okay, but if he were, would he be driving in a Suzu? <laughs> like, I'll never forget that line. Cause she was like looking out the window, like Shory was there and it was adorable. It was that when is she was adorable. It was but when I that- love that Azuzu paid for that, and they were like, <laughs> we might not ever get anything off of this. And Rebecca, in the year 2022, it all came back for Azuzu. Yeah, they're like, where's another creative product placement on television? <laughs> That's perfect. So not to worry, all these women did sign prenups prior to filming the show. Oh, and while they couldn't take their husband's new money, they would be able to keep the Palm Pilot. So... No worries there. Win. Yeah. Thank goodness. No word if they got a charging pilot or a charging thing for it. it, it they probably just got like used Palm Pilots. <laughs> they had to get a heads. stylus on their own that was not included. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I would have mentioned if the stylus was included. <laughs> so now onto the show itself. In the first portion of the show, the women introduced themselves in pageant style dresses and then stood on their spots on stage waiting to hear if the millionaire would pick them to go on to the next round. And so, Rebecca, the millionaire is literally sitting off stage, and we only see the back of his freaking head while he's watching these women on stage. I have a close-up. I'll show you in a minute. It's perfect. And so he's not the only one watching him, though. According to Fox, 22 million people, including me, were watching (laughs) the night of the show's debut. It was really everything Fox could have hoped for in terms of ratings. And shortly after it aired, after the numbers came in, Fox actually had plans to rebroadcast the show just one week later. So as the millionaire has met these women via this introduction on stage, he would also group down more with, well, why tell you when I can show you? (laughs) Yes, please. And thank you. What he looks for in an ideal woman. He said that he needed someone who would be as comfortable on the beach as he is. So with that in mind, let's begin the beachwear competition. So Rebecca, a beachwear segment, right? That makes sense. Yeah. And when you call it beachwear and not bikini competition, it's more classy, yeah. <laughs> less, less well, degrading. If this show is nothing, it's classy. And so it's really everything a little girl dreams of, right? For a man they don't know to judge them on what kind of wife they will be uh, by how well their honkers look in a two-piece. So (laughs) after the swimsuit competition of this pure show, comes the interview portion. The host, Jay Thomas, he asked the women very hard-hitting questions like, what's your favorite salad? And would you meet up with an ex-boyfriend and not tell your husband? From these questions, the millionaire was able to eliminate more women until they were down to just five. Here's your question about ex-boyfriends. While visiting your hometown, you're invited by an ex-boyfriend to an innocent lunch. You're aware that um, this might make your husband jealous. What would you do? Would you go to lunch without telling your husband? This way you get to see an old friend and spare your husband's feelings. B, you tell your husband you'd like to go, but only if it's all right with him. C, you decline the invitation after, after all, you wouldn't want your husband having lunch with his ex-girlfriend. Or D, none of the above. I would probably have to say answer B. I would check with my husband, see how he felt about that. If he still remained jealous, it, it would bother him. I wouldn't go. That's my husband, and we have a lot of good together. answer. Let's see what the multimillionaire's 
family and friends thought of that answer. So Rebecca, if you're like Melissa, what are those numbers up there? So up on the screen, after each woman would answer her questions, it would show family and friends' opinions, like Aunt Rhonda, eight points, mom, seven, dad, eight, like judging every possible thing you are doing. It was interactive. That's... Y2K could not hold our computers down, Rebecca. Oh, wow, unstoppable. That is that is high tech and mortifying. I mean, truly, who this? it is such an upsetting like premise, but it gets more upsetting the more like details are in there. And I will say, like, I've looked for this show for so long, and I showed you um, a website. I can't remember what it's called, but it, it's we'll have it um, in the show notes where um, you can find these like old, uh, I think it's Lost Media or something. And I found okay. this show. Like, you cannot oh. find it anywhere. And I finally, so I got to relive it. And it oh, was. I can't wait much more horrifying than I remember. But Rebecca, once you were down to these five women, do you know what those five had to do? Well, they have to vie and compete somehow. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to dream or guess what they would have to do to become the number one. I know. Um, Well, you know, it's actually not too bad. They had to pick a wedding dress. (laughs) Could have been much worse. Bananas could have been involved. They were not. They had to pick a wedding dress. So they go off on stage all five of them come out in wedding dresses that have been fitted for them no they haven't they literally just pick them in the back waiting for this millionaire to just marry them these five lovely ladies who until this point have never seen this man (laughs) never laid eyes on him were in fact going to get married to him sight unseen okay well not true there is this like dark figure lurking in the green room watching the women waiting for his prize heavy air quotes so, Rebecca, one last video for you. Oh, good. And I have no one else. Intimate question number two. Do you believe that having children is an essential ingredient to having a happy life? Oh, my God. First, I thought it might be her bump it. Um, but no. no, it is the dark figure. <laughs> Isn't that so creepy? It's like so dark as you're answering, It is. It's full Dexter vibes in this entire it's, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's ominous. It's like for a primetime, like, reality fun show, this is, like, quite dark. It is so dark. Yeah, just to see him, I didn't even notice it at first, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, he's just sitting, like, his silhouette is above their head. Like, what are you going to answer? So, it's it's beyond, it's, it's beyond creepy. It absolutely is. Now, if you're thinking, doesn't this sound a little like Married at First Sight? Melissa, you're a hypocrite. (laughs) What do you have against this show? Well, for starters, I'm Married at First Sight. The couples have never met, but matchmakers have sat with them for weeks, done some research on them and their goals, what they're looking for, and determined they would be a good match. Also, that they would be good on TV. So it's, you know, they're still making a TV show. Now, does this always work? Absolutely not. Remember Brandon and Taylor? Sure That do. was a mess from the get-go. But beyond the fact that these two people were married, the only thing we are going on on this show is that the millionaire is a millionaire and the bride looks great in a tankini. Also, Married at First Sight picks people from the same geographic location. So this whole lifetime commitment at least you know you live in the same city and you know you can see each other at dinner right right nobody's uprooting like one person's not doing the major move 
Which I totally think is something The Bachelor and all those other shows are missing the mark on because location is so important to, you know, somebody not wanting to move their whole lives for this new relationship. It could be why Chris Sells is still single. Is that why? Is that why, Rebecca? Oh, I don't know. Am I saying something about Iowa again? I think I did this last time. Oh, no. Trouble. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I forgot he was from Iowa. I just yeah, remembered the but other. I, that was a challenge for the there. girls. Like, you know, totally. going to the farm. It could be anywhere. Or for some, it yeah. would be the, a super urban city. Okay, Rebecca. Like New York. No one's like going to not live in New York City. Equal opportunity. <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. So the goal is the two see each other. The millionaire gives his new bride a $35,000 three-carat diamond ring, thanks to Fox. Mm. They get married right then and there, go off on their honeymoon, and live together forever, right? Oh. Yeah. And Fox bet on this being a big deal, and it really was. So the millionaire and his bride get married in front of God, his family, and 22 million viewers. But what happens, Rebecca, when the millionaire may not actually be a millionaire and comes with a bit of a rap sheet. Why am I not surprised? Meet Rick Rockwell. Oh my gosh. Rick was, oh, I got to do this. I got to change my screen, Rebecca. I've been gearing up for this one. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is his official headshot, Rebecca. Do you understand why they put him in a dark room now? Yeah, I, I do. I feel like he's, um, like Charlie Sheen's stunt double on a budget. like <laughs> That already did all the stunts? Yeah, and will never be seen in, on camera. Like just, <laughs> you know, his face, same. his just like yeah. back of head. It's yeah, weird. we're going to do back of head shots for you now, buddy. So Rick Rockwell is this real estate developer and comic who at 43 years old, he was 43 years old at the time he was looking for love. If you'd humor me though, Rebecca... I'd love to read you a few things I found on his actor resume. Please. Okay. For theater, he had parts in Grease, okay. A Christmas Carol, and Death of a Salesman. Solid. That's pretty. Yeah. All, mm-hmm. all good, good shows. Mm-hmm. His TV credits include Star Search, where he made six appearances. Laugh-a-thon, that's laugh with two Fs, and you know exactly how I feel about that. Entertainment Tonight and, quote, all major national news programs. What? All? This was before he was on this show. All of them? <laughs> All of them. Name one. Wow. I was on it. <laughs> he also had live performances as a comic where he opened for Dionne Warwick, what? Ray Charles, and Whitney Houston. That's now what? Actually impressive. He wrote this resume. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw something that was like Jay Leno denies ever being you know, having him open for him. Perfect. That was another one that was yeah. on there. Yeah. People yeah, were like, this was back when it was a lot easier to get away with these like resume right? exaggerations slash imaginations. I actually kind of want to tweet at Dionne Warwick since she's on Twitter all the time and be like, what was it like when Rick Rockwell? Oh, I'm doing it. That's my goal this week. Don't I was, worry. I would, yes, put it out there, put it on the vision I'll board. I'll use our Twitter for good. <laughs> and lastly, he co wrote and starred in two movies The Killer Tomatoes Strike Back and Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Classics. And Rebecca, lucky for you, I found a clip of this very oh, movie. I'm so scared. Geronahue. Today, Geronahue welcomes Captain Wilbur Finletter, tomatologist Kennedy Johnson, and famous vegetable, Fuzzy Tomato. Hey, Rude, get a load of this. Tomatoes. Love apples or hate mongers? Tell us, Captain Finletter, how do you feel about tomatoes now? So as you can see, Rebecca, this man has range. 
Actually, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. The man is deranged. <laughs> um, <laughs> and while this is quite a lineup, believe it or not, starring in the dark version of the VeggieTales would not be the thing to make him a millionaire. So where does his money come from? Well, before I answer that, would you like to know a little bit about Mrs. Rockwell, a.k.a. Darva Conger? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I'm having Is that a name vu. you recognize? Of course. Huh? I'm having deja vu. Has she come up on here before? I've probably referred to Darva before, but only in a loving way because. Oh, I sure, sure, sure. Like oh, yeah. No, um, I know about Darva. Yeah. She has. You'll see. She's she's made some appearances. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Darva was an emergency room nurse from California who came onto this show thinking this is just going to be a fun experience. Um, she later said when she went on the show, she did it to get a vacation to Las Vegas. But she's in California. That doesn't seem like. <laughs> right. It seems you can possible. just drive there. Apparently I did it. Yeah. It seems like it's within your dreams. You could really do yeah, this. Right. It's attainable <laughs> without the hoops of a TV show. <laughs> this is an attainable goal. Exactly. So one of her friends was completely floored when she found out that she was going to be on this show because she said, quote, she could have married anyone. I always pictured her with someone like JFK Jr. Close second. Close second is our, is our man here. Do you think here? he could yeah. have been a JFK Jr.? <laughs> Standing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Darva seemed natural on the show. I think about as natural as you could be on this show. She was the interview that I sent you about the military and stuff, the blonde oh, with the bangs. Yes. That's yes. her. Yes. So she revealed on the show that she had been in the Air Force, like I said, and she served in Korea. Um, one thing not mentioned on the show is that she had previously been in beauty pageants. So the world on stage wasn't really necessarily new for her, which sure. is probably why she did pretty well. But if you're wondering, how did Darva seal the deal and get Rick to commit to her and only her for the rest of their lives? I am wondering. Well, it was her closing statement, Rebecca. Mm. She took the mic looked into the camera and said to the dubious man in the next room, shadow figure, Slenderman, she said, quote, if you feel that I am the perfect woman for you and you choose me to be your bride, I will be your friend, your lover, oh, I and it. your partner throughout whatever life has to offer us. We'll have joy, maybe a few tears, but more ups than down. And here comes my favorite, my favorite part. And you will never be bored, end quote. <laughs> I'm okay with being bored, Rebecca. I'm totally fine with it. I think you would agree. Would you Give like boring? me boring. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's boring like a, that's a warning. Shows. That's like that. <laughs> exactly. So, but here's the real kicker. Not only was the show enraging all sides of the political aisle, but thanks to internet sleuths like The Smoking Gun, this millionaire who was now out to sea with his new bride on a Caribbean vacation may not actually be the stand-up, stand-up guy he claimed to be. Also, oops, might not be a millionaire. <sighs> now, for Next Entertainment's part, that's who actually got the show to come together, they said, quote, a good-faith background check performed prior to the show by a reputable independent investigator did not reveal any information that Mr. Rockwell was anything other than a decent, successful man. Moreover, Next Entertainment specifically asked Mr. Rockwell on several occasions if there was anything in his past that might be embarrassing to him or the show. He assured us that there was not, end quote. Uh, oh. Do you think maybe he had his fingers crossed? Yeah, kind of yeah, I'm sure. 
no take backs here, mm-hmm. Rick. And so we're going to get into that past after a quick break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. Factor is back as a sponsor of Criminality, and I couldn't be happier. Here is one of my favorite things about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They're perfect year-round in all seasons. I loved having Factor meals in the winter when it was so cold and so miserable to go out, and I was happier to stay inside and heat up my Factor meal and get a warm meal. But now that it's spring and warming up outside, I'm revving up my fitness routine. So I don't want to do takeout as much. I certainly don't want to cook or grocery shop. And I'm more conscious about what I'm eating. Another perfect season and reason to get Factor meals delivered. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of over 35 options, including popular options like the one I get, which is calorie smart, but you can also do keto, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. Also, it's not just meals. They have more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunches, snacks, beverages, all kinds of things to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. Head to factormeals.com slash criminality50 and use code criminality50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code criminality50 at factormeals.com slash criminality50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Spring is bursting with fresh energy. The air, our aspirations, and even our homes get a refreshing makeover. And what better time to revamp your home security with Simply Safe? It's our top choice and for good reason. Praised as the best home security system for 2024 by US News and World Report and recognized by Newsweek for its exceptional customer service, Simply Safe has you covered. From break-ins to fires and floods, its comprehensive sensors keep your entire home safeguarded. I also love that with the cameras I have in my house, I can be gone, not be able to get a hold of a kid, and simply go onto one of the cameras and look around the room and see my kid is there and safe, but just ignoring me, as you know, kids will do sometimes. And with a range of indoor and outdoor cameras, you can keep a vigilant eye on your property around the clock. For less than a dollar a day, you can enjoy 24-7 professional monitoring, ensuring prompt emergency responses for whenever you need it. Plus, Simply Safe's monitoring agents can intervene in real time, deterring intruders with the power of voice through wireless indoor cameras. But the best part is there's no long-term commitment, and you have a generous 60-day money-back guarantee. So why not give Simply Safe a try? If it doesn't exceed your expectations, simply return it for a full refund. Simply Safe has given us and our listeners real peace of mind. We want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminality. That's simplysafe.com/criminality. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So before the break, we mentioned Next Entertainment asking Rick if there was anything that could be found on his, you know, criminal record that would be embarrassing or really anything that could be embarrassing to him. Rick says no and he lied. What the smoking gun actually found out was pretty scary considering the nature of the records. The smoking gun was able to find a restraining order obtained against him by an ex-girlfriend, a model named Debbie Goyne, right? And it was granted to her for six months' time. So the restraining order was from 1991, which is nine years before Who Wants to Marry a Multimillionaire? So I read through all of Debbie's notes in the order. She mentions him damaging her car, threatening to kill her, hitting her, and also said, quote, 
it is my belief that his elevator doesn't go all the way up to the top floor, end quote. She also <laughs> said, that's a, that's Dang, a good dig Debbie. to add into your poli- police report. She was like, going to add this on the margins. They and I hope someone reads part. it on a podcast someday. <laughs> Don't worry, Debbie, we got you. Mm-hmm. So she also said he was vindictive and she worried that he would actually try to disfigure her so she wouldn't be able to make money as a model anymore. Wow. Yeah. Now, to Next Entertainment's credit, um, they did do a background check, but since Rick hadn't reoffended, it wasn't available to be seen on this soft background check they ran on him. So oh. they basically said, if you don't get any more trouble, it's not going to come up. But this, if you're going on national TV, it might be a good time to, you know. To do the hard one. Do the next level check. Yeah, yeah. Well, could we pay the premium fee to run yeah. this fee? Like, maybe do the one that goes all the way back in time to birth and includes <laughs> everything. Right. Come on. I know. It's well, I and I do think we see that now, right? In reality shows where you're like, how did they not find this? And it is kind of an imperfect system, I guess, that they they're having to get better on, but Well, yeah. I, I mean, there's situations where there's like actively, you know, fraudulent things going on and that could just boil over and come to the surface during the production which nobody could control, but a record, a criminal record is a criminal record. I mean, right. that's findable. Yeah. I know. So another girlfriend's named Gina Ord, and she worked in real estate and said after she broke up with Rick, he would really harass her with emails. He would even sign his emails by the name Ira, which she said was referring to this infamous murderer named Ira Einhorn, who was accused of killing his girlfriend years before. So he would actually sign all of his emails to her, Ira. And she said... Yeah, totally. And she said she actually recognized his voice whenever she heard him on Entertainment Tonight. And so she called him. So before the show, they had all these like teasers and it was the same like figure of the guy, the back of the head. She heard his voice on there, calls him and he says, you know, if this doesn't work out, I'm just going to get it annulled. I still care for you. And then said, quote, don't think I haven't thought this through and about what this would do for my career, end quote. Ew. Rick is thirsty. This Ugh. was before Instagram. He Yes. The he desperation to be on TV at any cost. Ugh. So gross. Gross. And so when he was asked why he didn't tell Next Entertainment about this restraining order, he said in a conversation with our boy Josh Minkowitz on Dateline, he didn't bother to tell producers because he thought there was a seven-year statute of limitations on this. I knew it. Right? Yeah. So he added, quote, don't screw up on a slow news days, end quote. Uh, agree, but also violence Ugh. against women isn't OK every single day. On any Thank day you. of the week or hour of the day. Oh, this guy. Mm-hmm. Not to flip a desk, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. You just got that desk. It's <laughs> true. So when Josh asked him if he did, in fact, threaten his ex-girlfriend, he said, quote, have you ever gotten to the point where someone's pushed your buttons and you say, I'll kill you. That's what it was. End quote. No, no, relatable. I have Yeah. Relatable content, Rick. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and while he did not kill her, thank goodness, he did let the air out of her tires because he's a bitter Betty. Yeah. But remember that whole millionaire thing, Rebecca? Like yeah. the whole thing the show's based off of? Well, that's also being questioned. While Fox came out to say that Rick did have $750,000 in liquid assets and a net worth of $2 million, which is how we got a multi-millionaire. Yeah, all two of the, <laughs> multi, of the millions. 
So people did find his uh, modest 1,200-square-foot home in Encinitas, California, and they called BS on him being a millionaire. So in his interview with Josh Mankiewicz, he's like, why would I have a flashy house? He's like, I'm just a normal guy who went on TV. I even changed my old toilet out a week before. He went on the show, which would explain when the internet found photos of toilets, too, in his yard <laughs> when when oh. pictures of his home came out. There were two toilets Okay, in his wait, yard. so do you think he was, like, retroactively inserting that comment because he knew people were going to see the pictures of it? Like, it's a oh. weird fact to include in, like, a tidbit about your home. But, like, also, we don't even, I don't even know if the house had two toilets. It might not have. <laughs> he might have not been that good at fixing them and had to fix two. So but, yeah, when the pictures came out, it was toilets in the yard. It's a more questions than answers kind of situation. <laughs> it is. Maybe, like, he was practicing his ominous sitting poses, like, on various toilets to see, like, height-wise. Oh, right, right. Sure. The that makes sense, right? Must be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So within just a few weeks of the wedding, Darva has filed for an annulment. But the interest in the couple doesn't really end there. While the couple never spent a single night together on their honeymoon or after, thank goodness, the world was really fascinated by this decision to marry a stranger on national television. So both of them made the rounds on all the talk show circuits, and Rick went on to uh, make a comedy tour for this called the annulment tour, which I give him credit. That is not the worst name for a comedy tour after you've had an annulment, right? Agreed. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I will give credit where credit, credit is due. Mm-hmm, Only exactly. here. Exactly. Only here. The annulment <laughs> End tour. End of list. Yeah. <laughs> and Darva eventually went on to pose for Playboy, which was very controversial at the time. So she later said on Larry King that she decided to pose for Playboy because she wasn't able to get any other work after Who Wants to Be a Multimillionaire. Because as you remember, this is the year 2000, and that's what would happen. Sure. Speaking of the Larry King episode, both she and Rick were on this episode, and it was jarring to watch. I could not find another clip of it. I, I, I saw like a couple seconds on the internet, but they like these two should have never even been in the same room together, let alone <sighs> decided to marry one another. Wild. So weird. So they were pretty angry with each other, as I recall, with Rick basically saying, why on earth would you go on a show about marrying a millionaire if you didn't want to actually get married. And Darva said, I honestly thought that they already had someone chosen to marry him. So to me, it was like, no big deal because I'm not going to be chosen, which you can understand. I mean, yes and no. You can see that a little bit more like, okay, if that's in your head and you think the producers have picked somebody, you're getting a Palm Pilot. What do you care? Right. And you're shooting in Las Vegas. It's not a vacation, but it's close. <laughs> Closer close. to uh, the place you want to have a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so as for where they are now, there's actually not a lot to find about Rick. He's kept a relatively low profile in the decades since the show premiered and was subsequently pulled from the internet. But I did read something on IMDb that he's now a flight trainer, which two months ago that could have helped me when my son was obsessed with the idea of me getting my pilot's license. Oh my gosh, that's Right. But yeah, see, she also was in the Air Force. I'm like, now maybe they have something in common. Just kidding. They should not reunite. Can you imagine them going back to... Oh, no. no. Do I'd not recommend. i crap out of that show, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, in a no, no. So <laughs> as for Jarva, though, she comes back on TV every few years when there's a new worst reality shows of all time segment on a show mm-hmm. like Entertainment Tonight or anything on the E! Network. 
She did box against Olympian Olga Corbett in an episode of Celebrity Boxing, which aired in May of 2002. Wow. That only had a couple episodes. Yeah, like Joey Buttafuoco was one of the wrestlers. Yikes. Danny from Partridge Family. Yeah, dark, dark characters. Mm -hmm. Apparently, yeah, not Lorena Bobbitt, but her husband was supposed to be on that. Uh, John Wayne Bobbitt. I don't remember his name. Um, not interesting. Don't need to. Yeah. So out, outside of the ring, though, she went on to get married, have a child, and became a nurse anesthetist. She divorced a few years ago and moved to Northern California with her son. There was one quote from Darva right after her marriage to Rick that always stands out to me, and it's her saying, quote, I'm just a girl who works in an emergency room who made a mistake. and honestly change emergency room to anything and we've all been there am i right girls yeah we all have the opening of like a a voiceover narration for a new like like series tv new tiktok i'm just a girl (laughs) right it's like i'm just a girl looking at a boy asking him to love me like it's that right it's that but she was working in emergency room working in it (laughs) who made a mistake Waiting for a trauma to come barreling through the next set of doors. Like, weird. So weird. Unexpected. Um, but yeah, that that is the um, the episode. That's all about who wants to marry a multimillionaire. If you want to see who wants to marry a multimillionaire, if you don't know where you were February 15th, 2000, we will have a link to it in our show notes. It's, I don't know if it'll still be there, but I got to watch a good sec- section of it. Somebody like had it on their VHS and uploaded it. Oh my gosh, you, I can't wait to go to that website and find this and maybe they'll have um, I Married a Prince or whatever it's called with um, Ooh, they might. Uh, Oxenberg, Catherine Oxenberg, because I couldn't find yeah. that show anywhere. Okay, mm-hmm. some follow-ups. So sure. I totally know this story, but you mm-hmm. were so clever in your clues with Mike Fleiss. Like I didn't associate him as the producer. So I thought oh. this was going to be like Heidi Fleiss related somehow with like her industry yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, it isn't. So I'd forgotten this guy's name, but I knew this story. So was this a one and done season where did oh, we yeah. ever? Yeah. This one was, episode. Right. They didn't even re-air it, which they planned right. on. But once all the stuff came out yeah. on uh, the smoking gun, they're like, let's Over. just yeah. do this. Wow. It's just amazing to me that like, I mean, 2000, I can't believe was over 20 years ago, but 20 years ago is recent history and that this was okay. I know. I and know. I know we still have our versions of this, like you mentioned, but this is particularly appalling and at least there's like an attempt at making them less degrading now. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a, you know, if you watch bachelor in paradise, I don't know how much of an attempt there is, but just the fact that it was like, Rick likes hanging out at the beach. So that means We're he needs a girl need in a bathing suit. See you in a bathing suit. Yeah. And like, just the fact that his presence is never there, but he's viewing is like the worst part, I think. Right. That is the, that is the element that just sets this apart into another category of like bizarre, truly bizarre. Right. But I wonder if they were like, he's so hot. If these women see him, they're just going to run at him. Or if they were like, and money, they were like, keep him in the swamp. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll come get him later. I'm not being ugly. He's a decent looking guy, whatever. It's just, it was such a creepy, just, so much worse yeah. and like having him come out after that it's like you think like tom cruise is gonna come out and you see this guy and you're like oh what? yeah what? I, know. I know we should have gotten a little bit of a heads up on this don't you think <laughs> yeah. so weird it is so weird but like you know just another con guy con man 
totally doing his best to like grift his way to the top <laughs> or whatever <laughs> to his own Palm Pilot or a Zuzu <laughs> yeah. Trooper. <laughs> the um, yeah, the the accessory mentions alone in this episode are just. Excellent. Oh, I'm glad. So good. I didn't know so you knew fun. the story, so this works out good. I'm glad. And, and not the details at all, but like definitely like that there was a guy who said he was a millionaire and he wasn't, but I didn't know what he said he was. I didn't know he was like a performer. That's so weird. I mean, it actually tracks, but like I didn't know it he does. was like, you know, an actor, as we say. <laughs> <laughs> a very Tobias Funke actor, for yes, sure. Yes, yes. Wow, good so one. Rebecca, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I have no idea what I'll do for my next one, but I'll get to what you're going to do. But first, Rebecca, have you been watching any shows since we last spoke? You told me you have a good one. I'm very excited. Okay. I mean, I guess we're not burying the lead here, so I hope everyone agrees, and I hope you agree that it's good. But I felt like I really under-delivered last time. I was re-watching two shows that I had previously mentioned on the show. It was oh, really yeah, yeah. lame. So, um Wait, I had, before you say that, Hex season two, amazing. I'm so glad right? you brought that up because I hadn't started watching it yet and it was perfection the delivered. whole way through. Mm-hmm. Totally delivered. Totally. Such solid show. Don't apologize. So good. It, yeah, worth another mention. So for this show, I had not heard a darn thing about it. Now, you're always very in the like, no for TV, so maybe you have. But here's your clues. Hulu, Home Shopping, Molly Shannon. Okay, it's um, it's got. Uh, I've been wanting to watch it. I didn't know it was on Hulu, but it's actually on Showtime. I think. So you I can know. Watch I, it on my there. friend just told me that she was like Vanessa oh, Bayers. Bayers, yes. Yeah, I just listened to Molly Shannon. I can't remember what it's called. It's a cutesy name. Yes, it is a cutesy name. I it's, love that for you. Oh my gosh, you were good, Melissa. Like you didn't have that, and you got it before I even got it. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love watching that happen. It was like watching a genius at work. <laughs> <laughs> no, when the genius <laughs> is the Zach Galifianakis character, and all the things are going by its head, that's the genius you mean. It was a beautiful. It was a thing moment to, to yes to witness. Um, this show is delightful. Yeah. And dare I say, it is like a workplace equivalent. Well, that was a workplace. I feel like this is our new uh, great news. Really? Yeah, it's very much like that's the vibe and that's the takeaway. Like, it's like a joyful experience to watch, Mm -hmm. but there's heart and conflict and like well-developed characters and it's funny and it's a workplace show with just the zaniest stuff, but it's not like stupid. It's right. And it, so it's uh, Molly Shannon co-stars with Vanessa Bears. And so they're uh, incredible, like comedic duo um, on Showtime's website. It's inspired by true events. This hilarious new comedy follows childhood leukemia survivor Joanna Gold. That's Vanessa Bear. As she chases her lifelong dream of becoming a home shopping channel host, shedding her cancer girl label, she moves away from her parents, starts a budding romance for the first time in her adult life, and befriends her idol, Molly Shannon, the charismatic star of the network. But when the little white lie to her boss turns into a big snowy avalanche, Joanna finds that living the dream comes with a hefty price tag. Ooh. So wonderful. Yeah. Um, Just kind of what I needed. I needed funny. Mm. I needed an escape. I needed heartfelt and sweet, but funny and not too yeah. like saccharine. It's great. Yeah. I, I think you're going to love it. And I think people yeah. will, will really like it. Oh, good. My only hesitation was I didn't have Showtime. And like, that's another. You can see it on Hulu. To get, do you have Hulu? Yeah, I do. But I think I have to have the Showtime add-on. Oh, is that I how do. that works? I think you have the Showtime add-on. You bougie. Well, girl, I'll give you my. Um, that's all right. I'll just add it. 
I need to add it. I need to just do this for myself. <laughs> I do feel like it will pay off. Not only is there this show, but you'll find others, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I've wanted to watch that. And I um, like we're having a Molly Shannon like revival and I love everything about it. She was just Me on um, too. White Lotus. Right. She was just on Fly on the Wall, the David Spade, Dana Carvey podcast that, you know, I love. Yes. And she's just so delightful. She was um, also they've released the Norm Macdonald like his last show. What do they call it? Nothing special. And then she was part of the after show on that, talking about him. And she's just so sweet and so sincere. And it wasn't like a thing to get the most laughs. She was just talking from her heart. And it was just, just melted me. And um, I've always loved her. But I, like, in the last couple of years, just have a whole new appreciation for her. Me too. And she's on the other two. That other show I love on HBO. She was Mm -hmm. on White Lotus. And we also heard her, I don't know if you heard this episode yet, but the podcast that we are forever mentioning, Celebrity Memoir Book Club, Mm -hmm. did an episode on her. She came out with a book, Hello Molly, which sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. And that episode really was confirming what I felt like I was getting towards, which is like a bigger, even bigger appreciation for who she is. Like she's such a talent, so funny. But in all her interviews, she really does come across, like you're saying, just genuine and sincere. Mm-hmm. And she's also had quite the life. Um, yeah. Her performance in this and and admittedly, Vanessa Bayer Byers, <laughs> I don't know a lot about her work. I don't like I've seen her on SNL, but like she in this is so her character is so weird. It's like uncomfortable. Like she's oh, so yeah. Unfiltered and awkward, and says this weirdest stuff that it's like very uncomfortable, but it's it's great. Like she is so good. So the two of them together are a dream. So I hope you love I it. I cannot wait to start that. You had me at the new good great news because that was everything to I, me. That's what it feels like. Vanessa and Sh- Molly almost seem like they could be mother and daughter. Like there's yeah. something about them to me. Maybe it's their energy and like yes, their excitement and stuff. But oh, I love that pairing. Okay, I hundred percent starting that tonight. Yay! Um, luckily, my husband never checks anything, so I'll just add HBO or I'm sorry, Showtime, and nobody will be the wiser. Try um, for like month to month and not the all at once. Like I just did for AMC. It was like eighty five dollars. So I was sorry. like, what the? <laughs> um, how did you like that? Did you ever finish it? Uh, what was um, it called? Kevin yes. Himself. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're bringing it up. Melissa, slow burn is exactly right. You know, you did not like mislead. It took me a while because the sitcom part annoyed me so much. Right. And I know it was intentional, but like it, it just made me like hate it, but also made me tired. It was weird. Mm-hmm. I couldn't explain it. You can only watch so much of those sections, I think. Yes. And they, they obviously built it that way, but like, oh man, once it gets going, it's, it's really such a unique premise and it's mm-hmm. so well done. The actors are great. I enjoy all those. The, her um, her friend, Patty. I don't know who mm-hmm. that actress is. She's a weirdo. I love it. Yeah. Um, I think I actually have half of the last episode left. I fell asleep. Ooh. Yeah. It's got so a good ending, too. I'm almost done. So is there going to be a season two? Do we know? There is. There's only going to be a season two. Oh, and okay. It's done, which I okay. actually think is a good idea. Sometimes, like Sometimes we've talked about right. limited series. Yes. Just end it. Yeah, no, but this needs more for sure. Like I would be disappointed if it didn't get picked up. Yeah, um, it's, I'm glad you enjoyed it though. Yeah, yeah, great suggestion. Yeah, it's totally different. So, so do you have another for me? Because I, I liked do. that one and I am done with, um, I love that for you. So I need something. Okay, well, I want you to watch this. I don't know <laughs> okay. if I can get you on this, but I want you on this. Okay. Okay. 
polygamy, mm-hmm. big wife, quantum physics. Wait, what was the second one? <laughs> uh, big wife. Okay. So it's not sister wife. Sister no, but wife. it's in that family. Yeah, yeah. Um, big love. No, I do love that show, though. This one is, okay, this, I'll just say it. It's uh, Seeking Sister Wives. Oh. Or, no. See, yeah, Seeking Sister Wives. Okay. So it's came out after, um, came out after Sister, Sister Wives. Wives. Wow, Melissa. Um, <laughs> the word was in the last title. Um, and it follows different couples as they are seeking a sister wife. And oh. some of them do it for like religious re- reasons. Some uh-huh. are like Mormon uh, and, or I'm sorry, fundamentalist. Um, and they are looking for an extra or a wife. An extra. And then some of them are like, um, my husband was cheating on me and, or he was like, I didn't, I didn't want to sleep around. So she said I could get a wife. Yeah. Rebecca, there is one guy and he, first of all, if you've never watched it, you can jump in this season. Some people are older, but it doesn't matter. Like you can, okay. this isn't, this isn't quantum physics. quantum physics as this one guy says, this one guy, he has two wives. They're trying to bring in a third. They work. He stays home. They have like a teenage son. He just stays home so he can read immediately and learn now. <laughs> things like quantum <laughs> physics, uh, which is a real thing he says. And uh, he just when they come home as they're cooking, he's like telling them about quantum physics. Can you imagine coming home from a hard day at work and someone telling you about what they read? And they're just like, we just love that he's learning and telling us. I'm like, just read a book. If you read a book, you could get rid of him. Just throw him in the dumpster. Oh, I can't think of a, a marital setup I'd enjoy less than like coming home to that, honestly. No, absolutely not. Oh my gosh. And so there's all different uh, couplings in this. There is um, Big Wife is um, <laughs> the Merrifields. It's Danielle Garrick is his name. <laughs> And Roberta, and Roberta lives in another country, maybe, I, I don't remember, she lives in a um, another country, she's going to be coming here, but he refers to her as little wife, and his other wife as big wife. Nope, nope, in, nope. like, Spanish and stuff. Yeah, it is oh, mercy. big wife. So help me God, the day my husband called me that. That is just, no, I'm, like, so angry right now. Yeah, it's like better that I when I didn't know. No, that was it happening. is a hate watch. If you are just like, I want to watch the world burn, just turn this on. It, it's okay. so easy to watch. It's just nonsense. You okay? And it's a bunch of like. Sometimes it's like twenty-two-year-old girls who are like, "I would like to join your family and live with you forever." I'm like, "Girl, run!" What went, what went wrong? Yeah. Um, if I were to try this, where might I find it? It's on Discovery Plus. It's on okay. TLC. Okay. Give it one episode. And okay. if you don't get the charm charm of it, um, you never will. Permission <laughs> if, to if move on. If it's not your thing, you'll know right away. <laughs> okay. Um, but this is kind of a havesy. And I have to say the other thing that kind of goes with this is on Netflix, Keep Sweet, the new um, documentary about Warren Jeffs. Yes. And that whole, it's I, fantastic. A lot of people are talking about it. Yeah, I watched that as well. So I thought I could sneak that one in there oh, yeah. as a little related through mm-hmm. line. Yeah. Yeah. Theme. I like yeah, a good theme go. watch. Good job. Those are great. <laughs> Potentially, maybe. I don't know if I can maybe. do it. But I'm we'll going to try. Thank you. Um, I need some real like fluff escapism tonight. That's yeah. easy. So maybe. 
Yeah. Well, if yeah, if you just absolutely are like, I don't care what happens to these people and their lives are going to burn and um, not like in hell, but they're just like, <laughs> I don't care what happens. These are good shows to watch. That's the problem. It's very hard for me not to care. Sometimes I care too much. Not these people. You okay. will not feel a thing for them. Okay. 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 You've you've proven yourself as trustworthy in this department in many yeah. departments. Trust me on this one. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Rebecca. Do you have any clues for our next episode that you're leading in two weeks? I do, and I've been sitting on this one. Um, I like have known about it for like the last two stories I did, and I'm finally ready to like do it. Bring it to the people. I'm ready to bring it to the people. It's fun, I think. Okay, so I wanted to follow in your alliteration footsteps. So your clues are Bravo, Brands, and Booze. Ooh. Ooh. A lot of possibilities. Hmm. It could, Yeah, I was going to say it could be a ton of them. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm excited because no matter which way this goes, it's going to be awesome. I hope so. I'm having You're fun. the number one girl in this group, Rebecca. I'm so excited. <laughs> maybe we'll see um this one could get us in trouble slash oh. me um no i'm just kidding don't you worry your little uh six brain i just saw that go bing you just like <laughs> whoa um well, no i, I f- won't be sleeping tonight <laughs> <laughs> no totally kidding. relax it's gonna be great um but that was really fun great story and happy to be doing this with you once again and look forward to doing it again in two weeks That sounds great. And you can listen to more of Rebecca on her other show, Dialogue, which comes out every Wednesday, new episodes on Wednesdays. Yes. And yes. And (laughs) Melissa, Uh, you also can hear Melissa on the off weeks and every week on Tuesdays with her other show, Moms and Murder. So please do that and follow us on Instagram and TikTok where Melissa is just unstoppable. If you were worried that I was a narcissist, this will push you over the edge. We don't understand how to make TikToks. The only ones I know how to do is pulling up sounds and putting my face in front of them. I don't want to be this way. We got to do what works. We're just trying to keep things simple and efficient. And we're just trying to like do the things. So you're doing great. You're doing amazing. <laughs> Leave a uh, five-star rating and review if you haven't already. If you have, thank you so much. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Criminality. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give the show a rating and review. The reality is it would be a crime to keep your thoughts to yourself. And come join the fun outside of the podcast and follow us on social media. We are at Criminality Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Memes are welcome. We'll see you in two weeks with a new episode. Until then, you can catch my co-host Melissa on her weekly show, Moms and Murder and Rebecca Sebastian on her podcast, Dialogue, a true crime conversation. Don't forget, loving reality isn't a crime.